Welcome back to the Chris Gates Fitness Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. Today, we are going to dive into a really, really popular topic. Today, we're going to talk about how many meals a day is actually going to be best for you if you want to lose weight. There's a lot of different theories around meal timing and meal frequency and how that applies to what's going to lead to a successful weight loss diet plan. And what I want to do in today's episode is talk Talk about a lot of those theories, maybe even address some myths about this topic, but at the end of the day, dial things in and help you understand from a meal timing and meal frequency standpoint, what is actually going to help you lose weight efficiently and in a manner in which you can sustain it long term. So I'm excited to dive into this one. Um, And just for reference, if you're interested in learning more about this topic, I do have an article uh, on my website about this very topic, and I put a link to it in the show notes of this episode. So you can check that out if you want to read more um, and learn more about how you can manage things like this on your own. But um, I'm excited to dive into it really quickly before we do. As always, I want to remind you that I am a coach and this is the type of stuff I work with people around the world to do. So uh, building muscle, burning fat, feeling more confident and getting healthier, doing that through fitness and nutrition. Uh, I work with people to build customized strength and exercise programs as well as uh, customized diet plans that we manage week to week and month to month to make adjustments, make the right calls, and get you to make the type of progress that you're looking for. So if you're interested in that, you can also find a link to that in the show notes uh, of this episode. And um, if you're interested, fill out an application and we can talk about what your goals are and what might work best for you from a program standpoint. Um, There is no commitment to submitting an application and just talking. So I would love to, uh, if anything else, hear from you, hear what your goals are and see how we might be able to work together on those goals. But um, one more thing I'll mention is that, uh, and I forget to mention this all the time, and I kick myself afterwards, but uh, again, thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. And if you haven't already, wherever you listen to these episodes, if you could leave a review, uh, that really, really helps the podcast reach more people and um, reach people who are interested in getting the right information about fitness and nutrition. That's the goal here is to spread as much of the right information uh, to people that need it so that we don't have a lot of the problems that we have in the world right now with people being overweight and unhealthy and unhappy. Um, So if you could do that, I would really, really appreciate it. Um, Or share it with a friend. If you know somebody that's interested in this stuff or trying to learn more, Obviously, you know, I'm pumping out weekly episodes based on different topics within the fitness and nutrition world um, and always love, I always love to have more people tuning in to listen. So, okay, with that, let's dive into the topic of the episode, which is once again, how many meals should you eat a day uh, if you want to lose weight? And like I said at the start, there's a lot of theories about this, about meal frequency, about meal timing, and about weight loss and how those things come together to lead to weight loss. And you've probably heard some of these claims before, some of the popular ones, um, like you need to eat five small meals a day to lose weight. Or skipping breakfast is the most effective strategy for weight loss. Uh, Or even fasting is the way to go for rapid weight loss. Only eat one to two meals a day and fat will melt away. Um, Some of these strategies that I just mentioned, some of them can be effective at times. They may be effective for you, uh, but they also might not be like the magic 
in air quotes, the magic formula for you to lose weight and keep it off. So that's the purpose of this episode, as well as the article uh, link that you can find in the show notes, is to really talk about what's going to be most impactful and sustainable for you. Um, So let's dive into this question. The first thing I want to do is go over some need to know, uh, you know, dietary nutritional information for you and I to go over just so you understand, okay, like from a weight loss perspective, how does weight loss work? And then after that, we can dive into that answering that actual question about how many meals should you have a day to lose weight. So first and foremost, basic information about how weight loss happens in your body, Um, because this is really what's going to transform your diet and your progress is understanding this information. So if you've ever listened to any of my podcast episodes before, you might know what's coming. If not, welcome. Here's a very important thing that you need to know about, and it's called a calorie deficit. You need to be in a calorie deficit to lose weight. There's tons of information available on my website if you want to learn all the details about how to know if you're in a calorie deficit, how to get in a calorie deficit, how to do that in a number of ways. Um, So I'm not going to belabor the point in this podcast episode. You can go on my website, chrisgatesfitness.com to learn more about those things. I will give you a brief overview here. So to summarize quickly, a calorie deficit is negative energy balance. Calories are energy going into your body each day. So you need your intake, the calories that you eat, to be less than your output, which is the calories that you're burning, that your body burns. Um, If your intake, the calories coming in, are less than the amount of calories that you burn, which is your output, that means you're in what's called negative energy balance, and that means you're in a calorie deficit. That is exactly the way that Weight loss happens. That's the way that your body burns fat, burns tissue, and helps you lose weight. So any diet strategy that you choose, it's effective, successful. It will work if it puts you in a calorie deficit. If it doesn't, then you will not lose weight. And it isn't necessarily the strategy that you chose or the diet plan that you chose. Um... It's just that you are eating too many calories. Like that is that is how weight loss happens, how fat loss happens. And and that is important information to understand when we talk about how many meals should you eat a day, because obviously we're going to dive into like meal timing, meal composition, calories in, calories out. How does this all work? Well, it starts with eating fewer calories than your body burns. And um, like I said, I'm not going to dive into exactly how you figure that out because I've talked about that in previous podcast episodes. You can go back into the feed and check those out to learn more. You can also go on my website to learn a lot more, but that's the most important concept right up front. And so how does meal frequency come into play? How does the amount of meals you eat each day factor into getting into a calorie deficit? Well, the amount of times you eat a day is going to help you the most most likely with adherence to your weight loss program. And what that means is being able to stick to the plan that you set for yourself. It's not necessarily going to be the determining factor of whether or not you lose weight. Like if you eat three meals a day or five meals a day, one of those is not better than the other for weight loss. One or the other of those is better or worse for you, right? Um, So at the end of the day, if you're in a calorie deficit, the amount of times you eat a day should be what makes it the most enjoyable or sustainable or feasible for you. So if eating more frequently throughout the day, like having smaller meals uh, more frequently throughout the course of a day, if that helps you feel more full and satisfied across the entire day, 
that's probably a smart route for you to go. But if eating less frequently and having larger meals when you eat helps you get through each day and stay in a calorie deficit, then that's probably best for you. And so like from personal experience, what I'm, as I'm recording this episode, I am in a cut. What has worked best for me is to eat four or five meals a day and have them be a bit on the smaller side. So I'll have uh, a breakfast. I split my lunch up into kind of two different meals. So I eat one at like 1030. So pretty early lunch. And then I have another one around like 230. By splitting those meals up, I get more food consistently throughout the day. It doesn't help with fat loss, but it helps me adhere to my diet. And then around 5.30, I'll have my dinner. And before bed, around like 8 o'clock, I'll have a late night snack. So that that accounts to being five meals throughout the day because that really works well for me. I have found through a lot of trial and error that if I just do like the traditional three meals, if I do a breakfast, a lunch, and a dinner... There are extended stretches of time in between those meals where I eventually get some type of craving and it's really like mentally hard for me to make it to that next meal. And that's not necessarily terrible to do once in a while if your day plays out in a certain way where that's all you can fit in uh, is three meals. But for me to do that consistently, it just doesn't work out very well. And if I'm being completely honest with you, most of the people I work with, this is the case as well. People would rather eat more frequently, um, so then it's just about having those meals be a bit smaller. But I do know some people that just like, if you have certain meals that you like and it's a big meal, you want to fill up on that and that keeps you satisfied for a while, that can also work for people. So again, this is a very person-specific thing. There truly is not a right or wrong answer to this question. And later on in this episode, I'll talk about some of the research evidence that there is. Um, that base, but it, in a nutshell, it basically says every approach is equally as effective as it is ineffective, depending on the person and that person's preferences. Um, so, if you don't know the approach that's most effective for you, I would say the best thing you can do is take some time and try to figure figure it out. Try different things out for yourself. And when I say take some time, I really do mean take some time. Don't like try it for a day or two and then write something off. Um, Try for a while. Try smaller meals more frequently throughout the day and see how you feel on that. Do that for a couple of weeks. Um, You can try the traditional three meal approach for a couple of weeks and see how that works for you. You could even try those things like I mentioned at the top of the episode, like intermittent fasting or something like that. Try that for a little while and see how you feel. With any one of these like strategies in terms of how many meals you eat, there's going to be an adjustment period for you if the approach you take is different from the approach that you're used to right now. And that's like, that goes into a lot of like the physiological and biological happenings that, that are going on in your body where like your body is used to eating at certain times. So it'll release. Uh, some of the hunger hormones around those times to signal that you're hungry and get you to eat. Um, So like your body is in a rhythm. It's used to eating in a certain way at certain times throughout the day if you are somebody that has a routine. And to get out of that routine, you're going to have a period of time where it's going to be difficult, but your body will eventually adjust to whatever that new routine is. So that's why I say like actually take time because it's going to take longer than a day or two. If you just try one of the approaches for a day 
and it doesn't work out well. Like if you're eating, uh, if you're eating five meals a day right now, and then you try to do intermittent fasting, the first week is probably going to be challenging. If not, the first two weeks is going to be challenging. That may be a dietary strategy, a dietary approach that works out well for you long term, but like your body needs to adjust to that change that you're throwing at it. So if you know the approach that's going to be best for you, that's great. You, It's going to be a quicker uh, start to this whole process of figuring out how many meals to eat a day. But if you don't, Understand that it's okay to take some time to figure out what is going to work best for you um, and see what's most effective. Because like I said, any of these can work. It's all about what's going to be most effective for you. And when you find the most effective approach, that's when you can dive into the details of what's really going to be the big game changer for your diet and for your weight loss goals. Because you know I haven't really mentioned it yet, but what's most important is not as much the timing of your meals or the frequency of your meals, it's the composition of your meals. So let's talk about that a little bit. We've already outlined that a calorie deficit is key, right? First and foremost, no doubt about it, you need to be in a calorie deficit to lose body fat. But beyond that, the way that you structure your meals can actually be where the magic happens. And, uh, you know, I always say, like, there's no magic to any of this stuff. Magic being in air quotes. There's no magic diet, magic supplement, magic workout that's going to get you the results that you want in the snap of your fingers. Um, the magic happens in, like, figuring out what amount and combination of the basics works best for you. Because uh, regardless of how many meals you eat a day, if you don't incorporate things like mostly nutrient-dense foods, high-volume foods into your diet, you're going to be making your journey uh, through weight loss a lot harder. So here are some examples of high-volume foods, highly nutritious foods that you can eat essentially large amounts of, but they come with a very low amount of calories associated and that's how you define a high volume food. And these are foods that are really game changers when it comes to being able to get into a calorie deficit and then stay there for an extended period of time. And with anything with fitness and nutrition, the longer you're able to stay there and be consistent, the more progress you're going to make. So examples of high volume foods, berries are amazing. Uh, white rice, brown rice, those are great carb sources that are relatively high volume. I mean, most vegetables, virtually all vegetables are high volume. Some of the starchier ones are not as high volume, but most vegetables are very high volume. Uh, potatoes, uh, you know, one potato, as long as you're not slathering it in sour cream and a pound of butter, uh, is is pretty darn high volume. Salad, obviously high volume. Watermelon is very high volume. Popcorn, again, something that like as long as you're not slathering it with a ton of toppings and whatnot can be a great high volume snack. And then lean meats like chicken, turkey, fish um, that come with a, a low amount of uh, dietary fat, high amount of protein. We know that protein helps you feel full. Um, these foods that I just listed off, most of them are either one, high in protein, two, high in fiber, three, high in water content, or four, high in all of those things, or some combination of those three things. Uh, and we know from a lot of research at this point that the combination of those three things, protein, fiber, and water, uh, is game-changing for being able to feel full and stay full uh, on low calories when you're in a calorie deficit. So think about this. If you eat five meals a day, 
it's still going to be very hard for you to stick to your program, stick to your goal of losing weight if those meals, those five meals a day are comprised of like pizza and ice cream and cookies and other calorie-dense foods. Calorie-dense foods are essentially the opposite of high-volume foods where you're eating a very small amount of food that is associated with a very high amount of calories. Uh, you'd need to eat such small portions of those foods to stay in a calorie deficit that you'd still be starving after each and every meal. And you know, I say a lot that like you can eat all of the foods that you love and still lose weight. You just need to be in a calorie deficit. And a great example of that is like you can eat pizza every day and be in a calorie deficit. I currently am eating ice cream every single day and I'm still losing weight, and I'm still in a calorie deficit. Um, the way I'm doing that is by eating very, very small portions of ice cream. I'm having one ice cream bar at the end of the day. That's part of that last meal, that snack I have before bed. Um, so the, ca- the ice cream bar ends up being like 170, 180 calories. Uh, so it's a small drop in the bucket. Now, if you're eating pizza every day, the problem with that you can still be in a calorie deficit eating pizza. You can still lose weight eating pizza every day. But one slice of pizza comes with a very high amount of calories for the most part. So that meal may have to be only one slice of pizza. And now think about when you eat pizza and you feel full and satisfied when you're done, you've probably eaten multiple slices. You've probably also had other food at that meal along with that piece of pizza. And then you felt full and you were satisfied for hours. Not many people eat one piece of pizza and feel full and satisfied for hours until their next meal comes around. So if you're eating calorie-dense foods, foods like pizza, ice cream, cookies, all that type of stuff, on a regular basis, you would need to eat such small portions of them to be able to stay in a calorie deficit that it's going to make your diet unsustainable long-term. You're never going to be able to sustain that because you're going to feel hungry all the time. Yes, you will get those tastes of those foods that you love, but you're going to have so little of them that you're going to feel hungry all the time. And, uh, or <laughs> the other obvious uh, drawback is that you have some tastes of those uh, and then you can't control yourself and then you overeat and then you're not in a calorie deficit anyway. Um, so that's an example of like, okay, how can five meals go poorly? Five meals could go well, though, if you pack it full of high-volume foods. You'd be stuffing yourself every single time you sit down to eat. So if you had a big bowl of like chicken and rice, uh, throw some black beans in there, add a fruit to it, add a vegetable to it, you're going to fill yourself up on so much food that could equal the same amount of calories as one piece of pizza. So like the logical thing to do is fill yourself up on those high volume foods. And again, this comes back to why meal composition is so much more important than how many meals you're eating. And the meal composition of each and every one of your meals may direct you in one way, shape or form to figure out how many meals you should be eating. Um, You should try when you're trying to lose weight to finish each meal feeling as full and satisfied as possible because that's going to make it easier to stay in a calorie deficit, keep going, and make as much progress as you possibly can. Um, So those were examples about five meals a day. The same thing would apply to one to three meals. You know, if you eat like three meals, just breakfast, lunch, and dinner, um, you're you're going to have a longer period of time in between those meals than you would if you ate five times a day. So even more, it matters for you to have 
those high volume, highly nutritious types of foods uh, in those meals so that you can have high protein, high fiber, water content in there to keep you feeling full as long as you possibly can until the next time that you get to to eat. Um, Finding out how many times a day you should eat, how many meals you should have uh, a day is important. And it can be heavily influenced by the composition of those meals. So this information uh, that we just went over is is really, really important. So I think by now, you, you know the answer to this question, how many meals should you eat a day for weight loss? Um, there is no one answer. You know what I mean? There, there is an answer for you that's going to be best. There is no blanket answer for everybody. And that's the case with everything in fitness and nutrition. You know, it's the answer is always, it depends. If you talk to any trainer or fitness professional uh, that's worth talking to, and they give you an exact answer to questions, most questions, then they're probably full of shit because really the answer to almost every question is it depends because it depends on you. Um, Now, I do want to just run you through some of the research evidence uh, and some of those claims we talked about at the top just to help give you some confidence and some context about, you know, why the answer is it depends and why there is not a best way to eat despite what you may have heard from some person or some diet plan or some commercial or whatever. Um, so we mentioned this at the start. There's a popular claim that eating five smaller meals a day or eating just smaller meals a day throughout the day more frequently is going to be optimal to lose weight. And that claim is essentially based around a theory that says if you eat more frequently, but the meals are smaller, you're going to speed up your metabolism. Um, and that's going to help you gain weight, or that's going to help you lose weight. Excuse me. You won't gain weight, you will lose weight. And that theory sounds awesome, um, and, but it's actually a myth. There is a ton of research on this subject, and any of it has been pretty inconclusive. Like the research studies have, have found just what we talked about. Like some people have done that and they've lost weight because it works really well for them. Other people have done that and it's a terrible approach and they gain weight. So like there's no conclusive evidence on it. Um, there's another claim that suggests fasting. So 18 hours or more without food in a given day uh, would be optimal for weight loss. And intermittent fasting is something that's really popular uh, I guess it's still really popular. I don't know. Like within probably like th- two or three years ago, intermittent fasting was like at its peak. Um, and just like anything in the industry, right? It gets really, really popular. People sell a lot of stuff that are related to it. And then the popularity just kind of slowly dwindles. I've used intermittent fasting to be completely open and clear with you. And I have found that it works well for me sometimes. Um, but there are claims that it's optimal for weight loss and, we probably need to debate the use of the word optimal um, because this is also another one that like the research evidence is inconclusive. Um, It's proven to be an effective strategy for limiting calories and staying in a calorie deficit consistently, but adherence is often a problem for people. So most people just have trouble sticking to a very small feeding window, a window of time where you're allowed to eat, or if it's like eight hours or less that you're allowed to eat a day, a lot of people struggle with that. Um, and it's hard for them to stick to that. It's a hard way to just live life, you know, consistently. Um, part of why, like anybody I coach, I tend to just push back on any, like, Hey, I want to try like keto or I want to do, I want you to coach me on intermittent fasting or this, that, the other thing. Um, I tend to initially push back because I just think like, okay, any of these approaches that essentially, if it has a name, we need to think about like, 
is that something you could see yourself doing for the rest of your life? And almost nine times out of 10, if not 10 out of 10, the answer is no. And so I always think like, why would you then try to lose weight doing something that you're no, you know you're not going to continue to do it? Because like then if you're just doing, jumping on a gimmick or a fad to lose weight, only to hop back into what you prefer to do, you're not going to learn anything about your diet. You're not going to learn about your relationship to different foods you like to eat. You're not going to learn about your relationship to your own lifestyle and how it does or does not contribute to your health. And so you're just going to end up right back where you started. Um, Now, to be clear though, I have coached people who use, I have clients right now that just like skipping breakfast that helps them control calories and stay in a calorie deficit and it works and that's great and some people can adhere to these things long term um so again you know it comes back to what's best for you what works for you what do you enjoy but the research on intermittent fasting is inconclusive uh, to to say the least um all of these approaches they have merit they have flaws they have downsides but they also have positives uh, they have positive outcomes So it brings us back to, once again, the answer to this question, how many times should you eat a day? How many meals should you have a day if you want to lose weight? That answer and your approach has to be based on you. It has to be based on you and centered around the concepts that I I mentioned earlier in terms of enjoyment, feasibility, sustainability, adherence. What can you adhere to? Um, Because at the end of the day, with anything, if you enjoy it, it's probably what you consider to be feasible. So if you enjoy it, you'll stick to it. And if you could stick to it long-term, you're putting yourself in a position to make as much progress as you possibly can. So in this case, stay in a calorie deficit and make tons of progress with weight loss. I hope this was helpful. I think this is a really interesting topic, conversation. It's a question I get from time to time. And um, one I thought was good for a podcast episode to dive in a bit deeper into these different concepts around how many times you should eat a day, how what your meals should look like, Uh, meal frequency, meal composition, and how you can lose weight sustainably. And um, if nothing else, I hope this made you think a bit deeper about what types of approaches you enjoy. Because if you have an idea on that, that's a great place to start. If you have no idea, that's okay. It's time to experiment a little bit and pay a bit more close attention to some of these options and see what works best for you. And it's not a race, so you can take time. You can take time and experiment with it and see what works best. Um, And I hope, uh, you know, if you have any questions along the way, you can come back to this episode. It will be here forever. (laughs) And uh, yeah, I hope it was helpful. But thank you so much for listening. Uh, like I said at the beginning, there is that link to to an article if you want to read more about this, uh, links to these research studies that I mentioned. And um, I am a coach, again. So if, if all of this is a lot and you're looking for a coach to take a lot of the guesswork out of it, that's exactly what I do. Would love to hear from you. Would lo- love to talk about your goals and see what we might be able to do uh, to put a program together for you. But uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, I'm excited to get back on next week and talk to you more. Uh, but Until then, thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you soon.